Hey guys, and welcome to From My Lens Podcast. Today's episode is called Women Who Built Me. Today I have a special guest, her name is Sona, who has always been surrounded by strong women in her life, who built her to an incredible woman that she is today. She began her fashion journey as a stylist and writer for some of the top magazines like Harper Bazaar. She then transitioned over to the business of fashion, getting an MBA in New York City, where she met her husband. Sonam now works for Ralph Lauren, where she has been working for six years now. Sonam is passionate about fitness, and she is also a fierce animal advocate. Please help me welcome Sonam. Hey, Gargi, I am well. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you for coming on From My Lens. Before we even get started on your journey, I wanted to speak to you about how does Women Who Built Me resonates with you? So it's really um, a realization. It's more like an epiphany that I had um, along my journey. Mm-hmm. You know, not to take credit away from all the wonderful men, you know, my dad, my husband. I have to say that along my journey, really the big um, influences, the really the people who shaped my journey are all women, strong, driven, powerful women, you know, whether it's in the field of work, whether if it it was my education, you know, professors or, you know, bosses, managers at work or amazing coaches, my gym, or, you know, even other athletes I work out with, all these amazing women who helped me realize. How did you transition your way from, you know, Harper Bazaar, stylist, writer, and now you are working with Ralph Lauren? Yeah, just walk us through your career path and how did you get into fitness? Yeah, I'm going to be. So um, when I started, you know, attending NIFT, where I met you, um, I had this opportunity to start working with a, a homegrown fashion magazine called Fashion and Life. And right. that opened up a lot of avenues for me in the Indian fashion industry. Mm-hmm. So that's how the, our job opportunity opened up. You know, they were launching in India and um, I thought it would be a great opportunity for me. And then somewhere along the way, I just felt like um, the magazine industry wasn't my calling. And I decided to transition into like the business side of fashion. So I went to New York, I attended business school got an MBA here. Um, and the goal was to, you know, go back and do something, you know, maybe have a, have my own business or, you know, wherever life takes me. So living here, I um, was interviewing at a fashion companies and finding it very hard, to be honest, to break in. Right. But, but I did. And then along um, the way, worked for some really amazing brands. I worked at BCBG. I worked at Ellie Tahari. Oh, I did too, actually. BCBG, yeah. Oh, really? Hey, look, I knew we had more in common. I Um, started working with them as a part-time inventory stock assistant. (laughs) Oh, wow. I was a planner there for a hot minute. Oh, that's amazing. The the Ralph Lauren opportunity opened up. Yeah. That really was um, my goal in life. I mean of like the big big girl job for me and I've been there ever since that's amazing and how did you get into fitness journey when I got this amazing opportunity at Ralph Lauren um I was like very overwhelming you know I almost had like 
an imposter complex, like, oh my God, do I deserve this? Am I good enough? And those days, you know, my husband was like almost fed up of me only talking about work and work is really all I had going for me. I mean, I'm, I'm happy that I'm this passionate about my work, but at the time it really was the only thing I would always talk about, whether it's the weekend or whether it's like 7 PM. Yes. And my husband, you know, he suggested that uh, I find something, uh, a passion, you know, an outlet and fitness wasn't really going to be it, but he just happened to take me with him to his gym. And, right. um, I was a little embarrassed by how bad I was at it. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that really gave me the push that I needed to make fitness into a passion and, um, you know, slowly chipping away and getting less bad at it. So <laughs> almost accidentally, I fell into fitness. You fell into fitness, yes. And how is a culture when you first started in terms of like the fitness culture, um, did you self-motivate yourself? Did you feel there were other people around you who were like, you know, motivating you? So, you know, coming from India, I feel like it was a huge culture shock Mm -hmm. to me because I had never met anyone who was like genuinely happy for me. could you not I mean I love my friends and family but uh, it's just culture of like jealousy mm-hmm. and you know, the toxic nature of right yeah. but the gym was a complete like culture shock because mm-hmm. here I'm working out with other people other athletes who are way fitter than I ever will be and they're cheering me on for like, the stupidest like I'm, I'm like I'm not even this good like why are you hyping me up this way like I don't deserve this but here I am with extremely supportive people extremely positive people with really really strong female coaches who are taking the time who are building me up and even me up for like something that I totally doesn't did not deserve to be hyped up for and I was like you know what the learning to be had here is everyone needs a, a hype person and I had, I met hype people who hyped me and I'm going to hype other people up that my mission. But yes, to your question, absolutely. The culture was completely different from what I have experienced in other spheres of life. And this like fierce supportiveness is a huge key in me being able to build my fitness journey. And I intend to pay it back. That's amazing. And just wanted to walk you through like, was there any failure, any fear of you kind of feeling like when the first time you started this, um, how did you feel? And were there any accidents in a way that you felt, okay, this isn't for me? Um, how did you pick your, how, how did you take care of that? Oh, there were many. There were like, first of all, I was such a beginner. I mean, coming from India, there's like zero focus on fitness or racism, especially in women. So mm-hmm. I had like no interest in fitness ever. So I had a lot of like beginner failures, you know, there was a injury too. Like I actually injured my shin really badly and it put me out of commission for three months or so. And that was a huge setback early on for me. Mm -hmm. But then again, I feel like that setback and coming out of it was pivotal to shaping my journey. Had I not come out of it, or had I not even experienced that setback, I would have been like, you know, comfortable in my own skin and not pushed myself the way 
able to know. So yes, there were many failures. There were many setbacks. I mean, actually even ran a Spartan race um, at the time. Yeah, I wanted to ask you that. How did that go? Oh, the first one was <laughs> horrible. I was like, I'm never doing this again. I do this a lot. You know, I do something that pushes me out of my comfort zone. And then I vow never to do this again. And then three years in, I'm kind of like addicted to doing these Spartan races. And I try to do one every month. How many? Uh, oh, so you, so how many have you done so far? So like the Spartan brand, I've done like about three to four. Uh, I think I did four. And then I do a lot of other local obstacle course races. I love them. Now I'm totally addicted. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the first one I face plant, I like fell so many times. It was not fun at all. Oh my gosh. That's so interesting. I always wanted to try that, but I'm like, hmm, yeah, I'll get there one day. <laughs> well, next time you're here in, on the East Coast. Maybe oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> but that's amazing. And walk us through times when you felt, you know, demotivated, when, when you felt like, okay, I can't do this. What what are some things that really helped you pick yourself up and reminded you, okay, no, I'm not going to feel that way again. I'm not going to, um, you know, let that happen to me a certain way. Something that you might've felt in the past that you don't want to repeat again. And then you're like, okay, that's it. I'm going to go pick myself up and, you know, go hit that, I don't know, 10 K or whatever. Absolutely. So, um, there are so many times when I'm just, you know, drowning in self-doubt and I just don't have either the courage or I just am not, you know, mentally ready for something or, or I'm just plain unmotivated. I'm just like, right. oh, I don't feel like working out or, uh, you know, this sucks. I'm not getting better. Why am I doing this again and again? So of course that happens. And I do have days like that, but at the end of the day, you know, I, it comes down to self-reflection and the fact that I've had failures, I've had setbacks. And I just promised myself when I had those failures, those injuries that I will never forget how it felt, yeah. you know, not being able to work out. So now if I feel like, you know, I mean, I know this is like limiting to fitness, but mm-hmm. if I reflect back on that moment when I couldn't even like walk, cause I was injured. Yeah. I think back to that time and I'm like, I don't want to feel like that. And I'm grateful just to be able to like get up and put in the work. So that really helps me get up and do it. But even other, other spheres of life, like, you know, work, um, I guess the key word is gratitude and just be thankful for what you have right now, this, in this moment, right. because you didn't have it like 10 years ago. So mm-hmm that gratitude then helps me that's so gratitude is something so important it's do you like journal do you um, meditate how do you keep your I know like physical strength is just as important as your mental well-being is there some um, you know mindfulness that you practice so to be honest I'm not as good about journaling or meditation as I should be mm-hmm. but that's fine well like working out itself is a huge form of almost meditation for me because it helps me be in the moment a hundred percent focused but um I do like to do like guided meditation or, or you know even yoga um there's this yoga channel that I really like it's called yoga with Adrian, and she does um a lot of these um relaxing 
not like a workout workout, but like it's more like a chill session. So that is really my idea of unwinding. That's amazing. I think like it's it's not more so about, okay, you know, you have to sit down, you have to be a certain way, certain position. I think meditation could also be even a workout from a simple workout to even like cooking dinner, right? As long as you Absolutely. have, yeah, like as long as you have that sense of clarity. So I wanted to also ask you, what is your number one goal in the next six months? I do set mini goals for myself. Like obviously, um, you know, as you start to learn a skill, it's even, you know, it helps you get better at it by setting goals, whether they are short-term or long-term. So currently I have like very like mini goals for myself. Like if it's something that I'm doing, then, you know, how can I get 1% better in the next time that I do this? Do you feel you have any set um, short-term or long-term goals that you um, follow or how do you go about that? So I set very baby goals for myself. Like I don't like to set lofty goals and then get discouraged. Disappointed. Yeah. Yeah. So for now, I mean, it's very much like, you know, I almost like look at my monitor myself every day and say, can I get 1% better? Mm -hmm. Like if I approach a workout and it's really difficult for me, like, can I get 1% better the next time I approach it? Or if it's a movement, like, can I maybe lift this uh, barbell with five more pounds than I did the last time I did this. So very small, very achievable just for myself to keep going. Right. And for our listeners, like say, for example, um, I know you mentioned that in terms like you don't journal, but do you, especially with your to-do tasks, is this something that you have been doing a lot? Like, do you write down a to-do list, things that you have on your plate that you want to get done, um, you know, whether it's workout or whether it's even like uh, maybe cooking or making your meal prep, do you feel a sense of procrastination or, and do you think the fitness or do you think fitness is something that really helped you um, get that energy? I mean, I don't journal, but I do love writing down. I do believe in the power of writing down. Yeah. So if I'm not like journaling, like actually sitting down and maintaining a journal, I do write down like the things that I would like to do. So let's like 10 pull-ups in a row. Mm -hmm. I write it down. Um, You know, if it's my goal, I write it down. And then if it's, even if it's like tomorrow's workout that Mm -hmm. off of, you know, Instagram or wherever I found it, I'm writing it down. So it's in my head. What self-limiting belief have you been or are you clinging on to, do you feel? There's so many. I mean, it's always, uh, I feel like it's also, it kind of comes from being a woman or, you know, how I, um, the kind of culture that I come from, it's the self-doubt of, am I good enough? Am I, do I deserve this? Um, am I getting better? You know, um, it's that self-doubt that becomes self-sabotaging and it's always a constant battle to then overcome that self-doubt and then speak up and find your voice. And maybe it comes from being a woman, maybe it comes from being a South Asian woman, but whatever it is, it's there. And that's constantly what I'm battling in order to realize the best version of myself. Absolutely. And that's amazing because you keep that sort of a focus, right? 
um, and keeping that positive energy around you. And what gets you really excited about life? You know, just the, just yeah, what it is that I have just taking stock. So my job literally involves inventory. So that's what I try to bring life, take yeah. stock, take inventory of what you have. Mm-hmm. So I know life can get very mundane, especially we're in lockdown, we're in the middle of this pandemic, but take stock of what you have, what it is that you have today that you didn't have maybe yesterday or six months ago or 10 years ago. Really those things that make me really excited about the day, about life, um, taking stock. That's amazing. And just kind of ending off our podcast, our episode here, what impact would you like to make, Sona? I want to be somebody's hype woman the way other women. I love it. (laughs) I think you're my hype woman. Oh, I'd love to be. I mean, I just have had, I found so much confidence in myself because another woman cheered me on, supported me, believed in me, whether it's at the gym or whether it's at work or in any area of life. And that's what I intend to be for somebody else.